Hey, Jenny. Keep blazing. Thank you so much for being here. Today we have Brian Moylan, New York Times bestselling author, Dom Brian Moylan, president and founder <laughs> of the Real Housewives Institute. Yay. It's my official title. Thank you. Did it's I do it okay? Also, you did it. You did it justice. I was going to include also first member of the Bravo and Blaze fan club, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes sure sure yeah <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here I don't know if you noticed behind me but I did I did thank you very your, prominently your book has been there since the beginning the inception of this video podcast so you can even go back and look it's been there right next to Dorinda Yay. oh so- good company next to Dorinda <laughs> Yes, and actually, so I have a couple questions to kick off with. Um, Okay. Could you tell us about this cover? We got, because I posted this, the cover, when I was in, on vacation in Jamaica about a month ago, and I got so many, like, so many responses. It was probably, like, one of my most active tweets, and one of the things somebody said, they were like, oh my God, I love the cover. I love looking and f- trying to figure out who's who. So they're yep. like, obviously this is Andy. This looks like yep. Lisa Vanderpump. Yep. Erica, Jane. Yep. Who is this person here? I think he's just like a cameraman. So Mikey? when we did the cover, camera person. So when they did the cover, they asked like, what do you want the cover to look like? Blah, blah, blah. And like asked for some guidance. So I gave it to them. Uh-huh. And they, uh, and you know, I liked the kind of cartoon thing and they sent it back and it was like a red, like coral color. And there was like all these women on it who were just like random women. And they were all like fighting and throwing drinks at each other. And I was like, first of all, it needs to be Bravo blue, like the same blue that Bravo uses. And second of all, like, everyone is going to be like, who are these women? So we need to know like who they are. So mm-hmm. I sent them like a bunch of the designers were not housewives people. So I sent them yeah. like a bunch of pictures and was like, you know, gotcha. make these uh, like, here are some ideas. And so that's where we got like Lisa Vanderpump and Erica Jane and Ramona and this is Kenya. Kenya. That's Aviva. This is Ramona. Yeah. Who is and this so the two at the so that one is supposed to be Kim Zolciak. This that, is oh the wig getting her pulled. wig pulled. And who is this? That, so she is the only one who is left over from when the people were nobody. <laughs> so I say it's Giselle, but it's really just like some lady, somebody because they okay. they had Nini throwing the drink, and so I was yeah. like at that lady, and so they had already done that lady. So I was like, oh, that's fine. You can just keep her. Well, I love it. It's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. It's coming out in paperback. Oh. End of May. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had to do some updates since we had a list of all the housewives that had been arrested. And of course, it (laughs) needed to be added to. (laughs) Well, also, so much happens just in one week. I mean, I do these podcast episodes weekly. 
And my notes are just so full. I don't even know what to, there's so many things to talk about. So, but then on top of it, since you are a fellow Bravo fan on top of it, I'm so interested to hear about your career and how you made housewives a living pretty much essentially. (laughs) So, okay. Can you tell us about how you started your writing career? Um, so I start, I, when I graduated from college, like I always wanted to be a writer. When I graduated from college, I was going to graduate school for a degree in creative writing and I was writing poetry. And while I was doing that, I got a job at a newspaper in DC. And so there I started doing more like journalism stuff and mm-hmm. I decided I liked that better. So I finished my degree, but then I kept working in journalism And um, I was working for a gay newspaper called the Washington Blade. It is the only place I have worked full-time that is still in business. So (laughs) good job, the Washington Blade. (laughs) And um, and while I was there, I started doing like a TV column. And this was the early 2000s. So it was, you know, Will and Grace and the L Word and stuff like that were around. But it wasn't, there weren't nearly as many gay people on TV. So I was writing about gay people on TV, like on reality shows, everywhere. And um, we kind of syndicated that column to a bunch of uh, gay newspapers all around the country. And so I was ended up getting some good interviews and talking to lots of cool people and stuff like that. So that's how I started writing about TV. And then when I started at Gawker, I like eventually moved to New York had a few shitty jobs, started writing at Gawker. And then I started doing recaps there, but I was doing more like Mad Men, Jersey Shore, um, Mm -hmm. Glee, like things like that. And Richard Lawson, who I worked with was doing the housewives. And then he left and I started doing the housewives. And then I just sort of like kept doing those. And eventually they ended up at New York magazine. Like, Oh my God. It's like, going on 10 years, I think. Um, I should ask for a raise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, every year. Every yeah. year. <laughs> and so, and when I first, you know, because I trained, you know, worked at a newspaper, going to like city council meetings and the Supreme Court, like doing all the shit that you have to do as a young reporter. Mm-hmm. And so I know how to be a quote unquote real journalist. And so for a while, I was like, I want to write real things. I don't want to be the housewives guy. But then everything people were responding to was the housewives stuff. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll be the housewives guy. So (laughs) here we are, housewives guy. (laughs) What do you, I was going to ask you if you do write any other, anything other than housewives, or do you have any projects right now that you're working on that is outside of housewives? So I started, uh, I ghost wrote Erica Jane's book, Pretty Mess. And then, um, so I've subsequently started doing more and more ghostwriting. So that's what pays like most of the bills. But the thing, and I write for random magazines and things like that when people ask. But the funny thing about the Housewives is the people that watch them are all the people in publishing, all the people in media. So though I get paid the least for the recaps, it gets me a lot of work that pays me a lot more because people read the recaps are like, this guy's funny or this guy's a good writer or whatever. And so then they hire me to do other stuff. So I, right now the housewife stuff is kind of my most public facing stuff that I do because most of the ghost, some of the ghostwriting stuff, I don't necessarily have my name on or can't really talk about so much publicly. Um, Yeah. 
So what, um, what are you looking forward to in the future for your career? Like, what do you, if you were to close your eyes, fast forward and you're in your perfect place where you open your eyes, where are you? I mean, that's a good question. I think I want to keep writing and I like doing the housewife stuff. I don't know that I want to do it forever. I don't know if I will be able to do it forever since at some point that, I mean, this can only last so long, but I guess if it lasts another 20 years, then I'm ready to retire. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to figure that out. I've always taken a very haphazard approach to my career and it's, I just, I always say, I just want to keep doing things that will seem fun. And so when people come and approach me with things that seem fun, I'm like, okay. And, you know, and I don't have a real job. And so things just kind of come and I do them. And yeah, so I think I'd write, like to write some more books, uh, maybe do some like fiction kind of stuff. We'll see. I'm kind of figuring it out at the moment. Awesome. That's great. So you mentioned that you ghost wrote Erica Jean's book, Pretty Mess. What are your current thoughts on her? Um, I mean, I have most of the housewives, because I write recaps about them, make jokes about them and whatever, I try to keep them fairly at arm's length. But obviously, through this process, Erica and I developed a relationship and we still right. text every so often. I check in on her and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, she told me she didn't know what was going on and, um, and, you know, I believed her and we had a conversation about it, especially before the book came out. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm going to be doing press yeah. for this book. Everyone's going to ask about it. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. yeah. So we had a conversation about it and, you know, I believe, I don't think she knew what time was doing. I don't think she had any part in it. That's mm -hmm. what she told me from what I experienced with Erica. That doesn't seem like something she, you know, she obviously likes money and she had the trappings of it and played this Erica Jane character, but she never seemed like the person who would do something illegal to get there. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I am curious about, and I kind of said to her is, and, and you see this in the difference between her and Teresa or her and Jen Shaw, even though she has not been accused of committing any crimes, but in with both Jen Shaw and Teresa, they kind of got everyone on the show on their side. So they were never questioning. Like no one was ever yeah. asking Teresa if she did it or not. No one like, you know, and there, there was a little bit with Jen Shaw at the beginning, but then it became more about like Lisa Barlow and that kind of stuff. I know. And Imagine so, if Megan King Edmonds was there. <laughs> I know to be like, <laughs> let me ask the real question. So with Erica, you know, I think that she was really taken surpri by surprise by this whole thing. We were seeing her process it like yeah. in real time and, you know, going through the worst moments of her life on camera, it's gotta be very difficult. And I think she was a little bit adversarial with some of the women, mm -hmm. you know, particularly like Garcelle and, and some of the others. And, and I think that did her no favors in that, you know, right. if you're fighting about this with somebody, it's going to keep coming up and you have to keep talking about it as opposed to Jen Shaw, where it's like, you know, after the arrest, we didn't hear a lot about, you know, there was like a few episodes where it was the center of it, but then the later episodes was, it wasn't about it at all. It's more so, about Meredith and her father, I feel like. Exactly. And, and no. so I think that, 
you know, it looks based on the trailer for the next season that we're going to get another season of them, you know, going through this stuff. And so I think yeah. some of that might be because she was a little bit adversarial about it. Yeah. But, you know, I also understand that it's a difficult time. We all deal with things differently. She's dealing with yeah. the, things the way she is. So, yeah, I, yeah. To- I mean, she's she's in an impossible position in, in that yeah. no matter what she does, no one's she can't please everybody and so like I don't know what else you want her to do except be herself which I think is what she's doing but some people don't seem to be responding very well to that (laughs) I don't like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah I would never so it's so tough because I was just talking about this with um somebody else but we see these people on TV and people get so passionate about it. But at the end of the day, we don't know everything. We only see clips of their lives that are highly edited and highly produced. And on top of it, like things happen (laughs) that we don't know. They might not know of. And, you know, there's so many behind the scenes. I could never judge someone. I have no personal interaction with you know based on a tv show so um but yeah it's a I agree with you and I think it does reveal a lot about the women and you know I always say all the housewives I've met are exactly like they are on television in real life but I think (laughs) you're right like sometimes well and especially the trailers what drives me crazy is like we see this trailer and people are like oh Erica said she only cares about herself and it's like well you're taking like that's one sentence you know what I mean like there's no context like let's wait and see yeah at least the scene before we start you know not everybody yeah not everybody takes that consideration I think and that's that's where you get people heated and they get passionate and maybe sometimes toxic but um (laughs) I did have a question sorry go ahead so my question was, um, since you're in London, how are you watching the shows? How do you keep up? Um, so they have the streaming service he, um, outside of the U.S. called HeyU, H-A-Y-U dot com. And it's owned by NBC Universal. And it's basically Netflix, but it's only shitty American reality shows. So it's like <laughs> all the housewives, all the below decks, Kardashians, botched um snacks awesome. you know like uh all that like true crime stuff things like that so i watch it all there but the shows i recap bravo sends me um screeners of usually oh, like the I- day they air i'll get them like earlier that day so i can watch it and write it and we like edit it and so then as soon as the episode finishes it goes up but sometimes oh. they're late they can be a little like flaky with it sometimes yeah, um, but yeah, I was so that's how I keep up. And, yeah, okay. No, sorry, go ahead. I was just going <laughs> to ask you which shows you're you're up to speed on and which shows are your favorite because I do want to talk to you about Summer House because I know oh my I've God. heard you talk about Summer House a couple times. You seem like a big fan, and it's outside of Housewives, so I'm interested I, to hear your thoughts. I think Summer House is the best show on Bravo. Like I love Summer House. It's like everything I want in a show, there's like hot people, drama, you know, all this. And, and, 
I was when I lived in New York for about 15 years, I had a summer house like me and my friends. We go to Fire Island yeah. every summer and it was yeah. like the same shit and we'd be hooking up with each other and fighting. And so I think it also like hits close to home Nostalgic in a way. In a way. Me, yeah, totally. Well, yeah. and also like, you know, oh, in our house, the same kind of thing happened. And yeah. like, like, I'm always amazed with the some of the biggest fights in our house were about like the people who clean and the people who don't. Yeah. And there was totally like a couple guys who were super neat freaks and would get up early and clean. And then people who were like Paige and Sierra and just like lie in bed and don't do anything. And, you know, so I see all those things and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so real. Yeah. Um, so I love Summer House. I'm up to speed on most Bravo stuff. I never watch Shots of Sunset. <gasps> you um, just canceled it. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have some yeah. about that. One. Um, there's something <laughs> else I don't watch that's pretty big. Um, during the pan I'd never watched Below Deck. And then during the pandemic, my husband and I watched like all of it. So Oh my gosh, I love Below Deck. I've been watching since the beginning. What which franchise is your favorite? I am a big Captain Sandy fan. I know that might be no controversial. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, I don't know how to look at you. No, but I like um so I like Below Deck Med and um I'm a big fan of Down Under. Down uh, Down Under yeah. started off like Good, right? really great. Yeah. And um yeah, but I like them all and it's it it's different from Housewives and so and I don't write about it, so I can just yeah. watch it and enjoy, and enjoy it and not have to worry about it. Yeah, um, I'm also really enjoying Candy and the Gang. Um, Me too. Candy's spinoff show. I just yeah. interviewed Brian Redman. You oh know, my Major Mule. I don't know where my mental going. It just goes. Like, <laughs> I love that. I just interviewed him, and I'm interviewing Dom Unique today. Ooh. I'm gonna ask her about Brandon, and also from Summer House, I interviewed Andrea. Oh my god. Oh. like the diarrhea story threw me off for a little bit but then when I actually interviewed him I was like you won me over again I I know I enjoy him very much I I just love Summer House so much I don't know why people don't watch it but and I watch all the housewives um what about Winter House I watched Winter House I enjoyed Winter House they're having another one right I interviewed Jason Cameron and and is he coming did, back well he he didn't tell me on there but he is yeah he filmed I can't believe that Alex isn't Jason on Summer House yeah I am mad about that Jason yeah. should be there yeah Jason should be there and Maya and he was there like he yeah was, and he was and Alex was there and they ended it about oh I mean this is what drives me crazy about Bravo is sometimes I think they think we're stupid and it's like, girl, like we we are, we have been doing this for so long now. We're so savvy. We follow all of the accounts, you know, whatever. And I talked to a bunch of academics for my book about, you know, because people are really TV so trashy and it's racist and it's against women and blah, blah, blah. And I talked to a woman who's a media studies professor, like, this makes us better media consumers because we're like 
watching the show and then you're watching watch what happens live and you're looking at instagram and you're like putting all these things together and be like what is the truth well you know how can they have said this here and said this here and how can both these things be true and i think that's like totally the case with the summer house thing where it's like bitch you think we don't all follow Lindsay on instagram and are going to see these pictures like Mm -hmm. oh alex wasn't here this weekend yes he was bitch we saw him on the internet I know. And the internet so, never lies. The internet is always true. <laughs> right. But um, no, you make a good point because that is very indicative, I think, of how Bravo tries to control the yes. everything. And you yes. you've talked about it. You wrote about it in your book about how you were banned from BravoCon, how they basically did not support you in writing this book. And I have to say it triggered me a little bit (laughs) (laughs) just because, I mean, um, I started my Bravo and Blaze account, um, a little over a year ago and I didn't know, like, it was just a hobby, like an outlet and it's turned into something way different now. But, um, I kind of, and I did everything solo on my own. Like, I didn't know that you were writing this book at the time. I didn't (laughs) even know about like how in interactive the Bravo Lebs were on social media. I yeah. like it's shocking to me how like I'm surprised Bravo tells them not to do anything actually. But um <laughs> they might actually start doing that. But I sensed a lot of pushback from them just yeah. from like and I don't I'm not even trying to do anything. Like I'm not trying to be on Bravo. I'm I'm like trying to just be a fan and be like Will you come and talk about, you know, your stuff or like, tell me about your, you know, your business and like, oh my gosh, talk to so-and-so like, that's literally all I was looking for. And I feel, I feel it. So I can't imagine going, talking to Bravo and actually having the conversation, sending them your outline and then them going and hiring someone else. Like, yeah it how was, come nobody's talking about this more <laughs> yeah it was not great I'm gonna but I think that it ended up making for a better book because it really got me thinking like outside of the box and I never wanted to be like tell me about when Aviva threw the leg tell me about the right, dinner right, party right. from hell like going over all these things that are mm-hmm you know, uh, kind of monumental events. Like I wanted to look at it more holistically and what does it mean? And what does it say about us that we watch this and how does it get made and things Mm -hmm. like that. And Bravo never would have allowed for any of that. And yeah, and that's the thing that's weird is that they want to control it like so heavily. And it's like, they want you to know about behind the scenes, but only what they want you to know. And it's like, like they used to get all upset if you said they paid for the trips or whatever. And now it's like, girl, we know, and we don't care. Like, just treat us yeah, just like we're not. Us. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't think that you're pulling one on, over on us. That does bother me with Bravo. And that actually, I want to get your thoughts on the whole Jenny Wen situation, because to me, like ev- everyone got upset. We know what happened. Jenny made some, there's some resurfaced posts on Facebook that were very, um, they were like, abusive like like memes about like all lives matter and like kind of memes that were like 
not supporting the Black Lives Matter protest. And, not, just, and, not just not supporting, it also, I think there was something like run people over, like inciting yeah, violence. Very that was critical. The yeah, yeah, like that. Because there's a difference between having like your opinion and then also, and then, you know, on the other side, actually being like, I want to hurt somebody. Like, that's not yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the thing about when that happened, because it put a huge dark cloud over, well, there's been a lot of dark clouds over Salt Lake City. And that right out the gate has, well, became my favorite franchise because yeah. I love the different layers with the religion added in and like yeah. different dynamics with family and cousins or whatever. And, yeah. you know, things like that. And um, the diversity, I just love that. Yes. But then I remember the first episode I ever watched I'm like who is this Mary Cosby because when I heard about her on paper I'm like black woman uh pastor in a you know predominantly Mormon community she's like going against the grain I was like who is Mary Cosby I am here for her I'm rooting for her and then the first episode I was like oh my god who is Mary Cosby and I googled her and like I have chills right now just thinking about it because I like shut my laptop and was like this is dark (laughs) so but like I was like I don't want to give up on this franchise just yet. So I, I went all in. I was like, I love this franchise. And then season two comes down. And I was like, I told you all this franchise was amazing, but like still kind of like ignoring the, like the stuff that I knew about Mary thinking, okay, yeah. Bravo knows about this. They must know about this. It's supposed to come out. Like, I don't know. I was tricking my own brain to be like, yeah. Bravo wouldn't do this to us. So then when the Jenny stuff came out, I was like, okay, I've had it. First, Mary Cosby has a dark past. Then Jen Shaw gets arrested for fraud. Now we have um, this person who's made some very poor social media decisions. (laughs) And so instead of focusing on like, this is awful, you know, like, oh, I hate Jenny now. Or, you know, what? like everyone started targeting Jenny. I was, I took a step back and was like, how did we even get here? There has to be a casting process in place. There are people responsible for putting these women on our TVs. So who's doing that? And what is your criteria? Because one, if you're going to say, okay, we have no morals. We throw ladies on the screen and they just go at it like, fine, tell me that. So I know what to expect, but don't act like you have morals and values and then put crooks and criminals on my screen and make me fall yeah. in love with them because I do love Jen Shaw now and I hate myself for it. <laughs> well, and that's what I always said about Teresa Giudice is that here is a literal criminal and you're humanizing her and driving your ratings based on her crimes. And like, you know, her crimes were like- fraud against banks it's not like it's no. not great but not the not, worst but yeah, also, it's not like hurting actual people it's more like a yeah financial, financial crimes yeah as opposed to like jen shaw who's like defrauding old ladies out of their pension yeah. you know which um but it's, I, it's it's also really interesting too and i think that we're housewives now has been going on for like 15 years and it's like kind of a constant but the culture has really changed like around it and so when it started you know we we weren't as politically conscious we weren't as socially conscious I think as we are now and so 
it didn't matter that Ramona was like a crazy Republican. And right. now people are like, oh, I hate Ramona. She's a Republican. Right. And, and, or people are like, oh, Emily Simpson voted for Trump. How could you like her? And I'm like, I don't need Emily Simpson to, <laughs> to agree with my political yeah. values to appreciate her Damn. as a housewife. Damn. And, and I think that, you know, we need some more of that in society in general, like, be like, I can be friends with Emily. You yeah. know, we don't need to talk about Trump. If, as long right. as she's not talking about Trump on the show mm-hmm. or doing whatever, I'm like cool with however she is. Right. But it's also curious in that they like fired Jenny for those posts. And then Ramona supposedly said, like, when she got in a fight with Ebony, like, this yeah. is why we don't have Black people on the show. And Ramona's still around. So it's right. like they're, they're not... Um, applying the rules equally yes. to everybody and that's and th- what is upsetting i think yeah right right it's and, like and so- just have a hard rule like if you assault another cast member you're automatically fired like tell them up front tell us so we know instead of people being like oh my god is she gonna hit her is she gonna you know what i mean like because right. we don't <laughs> want that to happen right and it might be awful, but I'm still team Monique and the whole thing. <laughs> I I walked in to Potomac like Ashley Darby walked into that scene. I started on that season and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so I totally like, I stayed away yeah. from all the Monique Candace stuff because I saw how toxic it was. Yeah. And well, and that's what is interesting. And we were talking about this earlier is I'm fascinated how no matter what woman it is, what housewife it is, there are people that love her and people that hate her. Right. And and I find that to be fascinating. And I love yeah. to hear and argue with people about it and hear like why they like Emily, yeah. why they hate Emily, whatever. Yeah. And um, but there are a few that I'm like, how could you like a Teresa Giudice? How could you like Candace Dillard? <laughs> There's a few where I'm just like, these people yeah. are awful. But I guess people say that about me and Erica Jane. So, you know. So, no, I kind of get the Teresa thing just because um, I think people feel very tied to her. Because remember people, when they like someone, it's like an emotional, they feel an emotional connection. Yes. And so I think they're like ride or die for Teresa because they've seen her give birth. They've seen her like go to jail. They've seen her husband go to jail. Yeah. They've seen her husband be deported. They've seen her parents die. Her children yes. grow up. Like I kind of get that. But the thing with Jersey also, it's very toxic because they have very strange rules. Like loyalty rules like melissa you can't do this because of it and then it it gets very like if you sat down and wrote down every rule that they make for loyalty from the beginning to the end you're gonna look like turn psychotic because you're gonna be like because teresa's rule is like (laughs) you just have to do whatever i say and if you don't you're disloyal and i'm gonna be mad at you but i don't have to do anything to help you because i'm teresa and so i mean i think Um, She's growing a little bit. She's not as bad as she is. <laughs> I'm making a face at you. <laughs> um, but I think the problem with Jersey, and I see this on Twitter and kind of with the fandom, is that there are very clear sides in Jersey. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. either like you either love Teresa and Jen or you love Jackie, Melissa, uh, Margaret. 
and those people don't understand the other. And so yeah. it becomes like red and blue state almost where it's <laughs> it like, is. you know, and they're like always yelling at each other. And oh as God, opposed yeah. to on other shows where it's like, you always get strange configurations where it's yeah. like, I like Garcelle, but I also like Erica. And so I don't necessarily need to yeah. pick a side um, because I like all these people. Whereas in New Jersey, it's like, yeah. I try not to pick sides in any situation, but I'll always ride or die for Lisa Barlow. <laughs> She's the um, first I, housewife oh ever that I've been like, this is the best housewife ever. I've never been she like that is, for anyone. <laughs> she is very good at her job. I mean, she's, yeah. I There's a few that, I will love regardless, but, you know, especially when I'm writing the recaps, I try to keep in mind, like, sometimes people are right and sometimes people are wrong and you can be wrong and I can still like you and, like, tell you that you're wrong. And also, I try to always find, like, the humanity in these people and that it's like, okay, you may be doing awful things, but maybe you're not an awful person or maybe, okay, you're doing these awful things, but here's why. Mm-hmm. And kind of try to interrogate it rather than just be like, oh, you're a monster and you're irredeemable. And uh, right. cause I don't think that that's uh, very interesting, but yeah, like Sonia Morgan, I mean, I will love forever, no matter what she yeah. does. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all have one. We all have one. Uh, uh, I one of my good friends. Sonia. Yeah, she's really good. Is uh, Shannon Bedore partisan? She just oh. loves Shannon Bedore. I love and I'm Shannon like, too. She drives <laughs> me a like little her? crazy. Uh, I mean, I appreciate. That's the thing. Is like there are a lot of these women who I can appreciate what they do. Where mm. it's like Shannon is great at her job. She drives me insane, but she's really good. Yeah, at her, what she does. I feel the same way about Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore is excellent at her job but she also drives me a little crazy I think that's how I feel about Mary Cosby like I grew to like her but then also I'm like but she's again going back to Bravo's responsibility like do you think Bravo has a social responsibility for who they cast um I think that's a good question um I think that They have a responsibility, I think, to, especially in the shows that they're trying to integrate, to make sure that those staff member, that those people are going to be supported. And so I think that with someone like Ebony, you need to support Ebony from the other people on the cast, like you need to support Tiffany Moon from Brandy Redmond. And right. I think they also need to support those people against the fans being like saying racist shit and whatever. I think that there is a responsibility around like race and like protecting them yeah. and, and something like that. That said, I mean, think about reality television is to get, it, it's all based, a good reality show lives or dies on the cast. And to get a good cast, you need these extreme people. And these extreme people are always going to do extreme things and have extreme views. And so I don't need them all to be liberals. I don't need them all to be conservatives. Like, I'm happy to just be like, okay, here are their lives. Here's what we're showing you. 
and then we can decide she should have done that, she shouldn't have done that, you know, whatever. Make those kind of moral decisions ourselves. But I do think that there's a certain duty of care for these people who are essentially their employees that yeah. they need to make sure that they're protected against right. um, both the fans and the other people around them. Yeah, I agree. So if there's another Bravo con, are you going to go? A hundred percent. Well, now I'm not working on the book. So oh, you think I they'll be okay with you going? I mean, I think so. I Well, I went last time I just bought tickets. Yeah. I think this time I would just buy tickets again and just go. And I don't think that they'll be like, Brian, get out. I've been joking that I'm going to set up like a table on the corner and just like sell my book like in front of the venues I actually had um, a similar I idea do. I had a similar yeah. idea I was like not because Bravo doesn't know who I am I don't think but <laughs> I was thinking if I don't get tickets I'm going anyways I'm literally gonna just like sit outside <laughs> and just be like hi I love housewives and took yeah. whoever's there well, and it's funny, like, I only got a ticket to Sunday, and then I went to the Watch What Happens Live taping, and I met a woman, she's like, oh, I have a pass for Saturday, like, do you want it? And I was like, sure. So just, like, being around, you know, Well, is, I did say that um, to other people, I was like, you, who knows, there might be somebody who's selling their ticket or something, I'm like, who cares, I'm just gonna go. And then also, yeah. I'm sure everyone's hanging out around the venue, I was thinking of even having, like, a Bravo and Blaze, um, <clears throat> not affiliated with BravoCon, but like my own little 420 event where that's close by that you can just like go and in between events or whatever, if you want to go take a smoke break or like, you know, eat some food or meet up with someone, I don't know, you know, just like hang out. That's what I've been doing this for conferences when I worked for big companies. So I, no, totally. And I think that was the best part for me was hanging out with all the fans. And now I've been doing this long enough that I, I've done like every podcast. I know all the people <laughs> that write about it. And so you go and they're all there and you hang out with all of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the other podcast hosts and things like are, are also maybe on the outs with Bravo. And I was like, we should just all get together yes. and just like invite everybody to a bar and be like, yeah. we're having a BravoCon, non-sponsored BravoCon yeah. event. Um, yeah, but, and, and that's what was really fun for me. And I think that that is the real attraction to yeah. a lot of these things. And same thing with like the conference and friends or live mm-hmm. podcast tapings that people go to. It's like, you just want to be around your people and it's yeah. so nice to just be with them and talk mm-hmm. about them, about these things. So, yeah, I think even if you can't get tickets, like just go and hang out, have a, yeah. time, have a weekend 100%. in New York. I hope they have it in California so that we can Bravo and blaze legally <laughs> well it's legal uh, here in new york now oh that's right that's right yeah so, so there we go yeah get ready people yeah get ready Who? Blaze. <laughs> which which bravo celebrities do you think are the biggest stoners well Gigi, obviously oh Gigi's from shaw's so Gigi. oh Gigi from shaw yes, yes no, i know she- of her Okay. Yeah. So she's like the biggest one. She actually has a, um, she has like a WUSA company and they sell CBD or weed or something like that. I'm not really sure. I'm actually, I wanted to get her on the podcast to ask her because I want to know more about that business. 
But anyways, yeah. back to your question. Um, Heather Dubrow recently um, on one of the episodes was sharing about edibles and things like that. And I wanted to know your thoughts about that because apparently Tamara told me in DMs that Bravo would not support her CBD company when she was on because it was not federally legal. But then here you go. Heather DeBro comes back for a reboot. And now they're doing edibles for the first time on a housewife show. This is, I mean, obviously I've been watching the cannabis consumption on Bravo very closely and they have done it on Shaw's a couple of times. They had like an edible dinner or whatever. Um, And I remember Katie and Stassi maybe went to like MedMen when they first like legalized weed in California. Yeah, I, I think they went that. and like bought season? some stuff. It was, or, it was maybe like three or four. I might have been making this up, but I remember that. Yeah, and they talked about Maurizio like right. getting stoned and things like well, that. It's been yeah, been in California for a long time, so it's weird to me. I mean, what do you think about that whole? Well, I know you don't like reboots. You said that before. So, <laughs> what do you think about Heather DeBro's return? And the fact that Bravo would like, it feels to me like there's some special privileges for Heather that Tamara was not given. I can see that, but it's, it's crazy because I know that there is, I talk about this in the book, they have what they call the Bethany clause, which is if you start a business while you're on the housewives and sell it for more than a million dollars, Bravo gets 10% of what you make um so once it hits a million like you have to so if you sell it for more than a million dollars oh if they, you sell it to somebody else yeah so like oh, if okay. kyle cook sells lover boy for a hundred million dollars bravo gets ten million dollars because they're pissed that bethany sold her company for reportedly 120 million dollars about- and they got zilch so I, I noticed that Lindsay Hubbard has her own merch shop with like, um, how many sandwiches have you made for me and stuff like that. And I, I know that because I'm a big hub, Lindsay Hubbard fan, like love, love her, her to death. I have how many sandwiches have you made for me on a plate and on a cutting board at my merch shop. But I find it interesting um, because my first ever merch not this mug I don't know where it is but it was a dilly gift mug that was inspired by chef Rachel Hargrove on below deck and um she she told me because she I gifted her one and um she told me that Bravo wouldn't let her sell any merch Yeah, they like to control all that stuff. And I feel like it's kind of a raw deal in that if you go to shopbybravo.com, you can get, um, I made it nice on any sort of thing you can imagine. And they're making money off that. And they own what is the copyright to something Dorinda just like made up on the spot. And so. Yeah, but also Dorinda's making money off that too. I think she has her own merch, doesn't she? Well, and then Gia has like those sweatshirts with the, waking up in the morning on it yeah so do they pick and choose you think i maybe i'm not sure exactly how all that works 
But I know, like Rachel said, they're very controlling over what they let people do. And so it's if you're on Bravo um, and you want to do an interview and talk about the show, you have to ask Bravo if you can do that interview. And they'll say yes or no. And so if your show is like not in season, they might not let you do it or, you know, and, and that's the thing is, it all seems a little bit arbitrary and then being like, okay, you can do this, but you can't do that. And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe some people just sell merch and don't ask. And so they don't say anything because they don't notice. But then if you ask, they're like, no, you can't do that. So yeah, I, I don't usually ask them <laughs> for permission yeah. for anything. But I wouldn't ask anybody for anything. So um, <laughs> I certainly did ask for permission to write a book, but yeah. So it's in hindsight, would you have, created an NDA for Bravo before you went in there and sent them your outline or had any meetings with them? I mean, not really. I, I don't think that, you know, the book they ended up doing was very different from mine and very different from my outline. And it's not like writing a book about the housewives was such a, you know, it's not like I invented the... <laughs> Uh, something i don't know the fucking boomerang uh, crop tops, crop tops yeah. like ramona singer <laughs> yeah it's not like i invented crop tops like ramona it's not like i invented lynn Curtin's cuffs you know it's like an idea that's out there so you know i'm like fine with the way it all shook out i think that you know there's room enough for all of us there's room enough for us all to be successful there's room enough for all of us to make money mm -hmm. so i'm happy with you know okay. how it all worked out yeah yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you <laughs> i'm like mad for you but um so have you talked to dave quinn since his book came out no i have not like we're like instagram friends like twitter friends and like have responded to some like twitters and stuff but didn't you guys nothing in the book, I thought you mentioned that you guys were like together somewhere. Like you guys yeah, were we out. hung out at um, vacation with Vicky. Oh yeah, Vicky's vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so um, which was you, which was lovely. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are like acquaintances or peers, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. and I mean, it's a small world of professional Bravo commentators. So, you know, <laughs> most people with podcasts or who write about this regularly or whatever, I know in one capacity or another, either from being on their show or just because I like it or we're, right. we follow each other on in Instagram or, you yeah. know, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So are you into true crime? Because you said that um, Hey You has true crime on there too. Um, I'm not super into true crime. I kind of pick and choose, um, but I'm not like super, super into it. But occasionally there'll be something that I'm like, ooh, I'm much more into like the scammers, like a Lula Row, yes. like that document. Like I love I that I didn't see shit. that one. Did oh, you, did you watch Inventing Anna? I did watch Inventing Anna and- I know the woman, Jessica Pressler, who wrote the story that it's based on. She works at New York Magazine. Um, and so we're like acquaintances as well. Um, and so I enjoyed inventing Anna much more than I'm watching that Elizabeth Holmes one. And I'm not liking that as much. Um, have what's you it watched called? The Dropout. 
I have not watched the WeWork one oh or God, that the one's Uber one. Me. There's an Uber one? Yeah, I think it's called like Super Pumped. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it, who I have a crush on. So <laughs> I'll watch that one. Oh um, it's funny, my husband works in scripted television. Mm -hmm. um, and so when he gets home from work, he just wants to watch reality shows. <laughs> And I work in reality Jelly. shows, so when I'm not working, I just want to watch like scripted television. Yeah. So we have a little bit of uh, competing interests. <laughs> yeah. So would you ever do scripted television or be a writer for scripted television? Um. Yeah, I kind of pursued it a bit. Um, I had some interest, people asking me if I ever thought about writing for TV. And I wrote some kind of like pilot scripts and stuff. Um, but... It never quite took on. And then we moved to London for my husband's job. And it's kind of like a different thing here. <laughs> um, so I think to like really do it, I would have to go to LA and do oh, that really? whole thing, um, which I would happily do, but um, we're here. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. Like I said, I'm open to anything fun. So if anybody's like, hey, we're writing a, we're making Unreal, but about the housewives, do you want to be a writer on it? I'd be like, yes, I do. Um, so, yeah, well, let's we'll put it out in the air. Let's manifest that for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big vision board person. That's another reason why I love Lisa Barlow, because she, <clears throat> I love she how she makes her, her kids' activities are vision boards. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never vision boarded in my life. But. I just do it in my head. I write it down or like make notes on my phone. I don't like. She has a Pinterest board, you know. Yeah, like a whatever. I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. moving too fast all the time to sit down into a Pinterest board or a actual <laughs> vision board. Like Pinterest is way easier. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing with us. Everyone, make sure you go get Brian's book, The Housewives, a real story behind the real housewives. And I'll make sure all the links are included in my episode description. Find me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Moylan. Um, and you can sign up for my Real Housewives newsletter, which comes out every two weeks at uh, vulture.com slash housewives. Yay. And I'll put that link in the episode description. 